Hi, everyone. Welcome to Flock Talk. I'm Erin Morgan. And I'm Tom Lewis. And we work for the farmer members of the Ontario Sheep Farmers Organization. This week, we are discussing research with Dr. Basim Abbasi. In 2021, Ontario sheep farmers invested in a project led by the doctor to learn the environmental impacts of sheep farming in Ontario as compared to farming in other areas of the world. The project, called Lifecycle Environmental and Economic Assessment of Ontario's Sheep Industry, involved farmer surveys asking about all aspects of Ontario sheep farm practices. A big thank you to the producers who completed the survey. Welcome, Dr. Abassi. So welcome, Doctor. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the work that you are doing? Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is, as you mentioned, my name is Basim Abassi. I'm uh, a faculty member at the School of Engineering. Uh, I'm a professor of environmental engineering. And uh, at the same time, I'm the director of the Ontario Rural Wastewater Centre. Uh, this centre is, uh, is a unique centre in Ontario that deals with uh, on-site wastewater treatment and uh, uh, on-site systems sanitation. I got my PhD from the University of Bremen in Germany and uh, we conducted research in, uh, in waste management, wastewater treatment uh, and the advanced part of that uh, like the application of electrokinetic, electrocoagulation, electroflutation and currently we are working on, on an emerging technology <coughs> sorry, called catalytic ozonation uh, where we deal with refractory substances and uh, and uh, emerging pollutants. Uh, and uh, on top of that, uh, we also work on life cycle assessment. Uh, and life cycle assessment is an yeah is the uh, the application and the application of life cycle assessment uh, uh, as one of the most emerging tool to make uh, some environmental decisions. So what is life cycle analysis as it relates to agriculture and sheep production? Well, life cycle assessment, uh, particularly as defined by ISO 14040 and 14044, is a set of procedures used to identify sources of environmental impact from any production systems and quantify its environmental footprint. So it's a very powerful tool. So we quantify environmental impacts for any product, for any facility, also for policies. Uh, how it relates to agriculture. So life cycle assessment relates to anything. So uh, we teach a course at the University of Wolf called Life Cycle Assessment for Sustainable Design. So I'm teaching this course and for sustainable design, every every design, every every aspect in our lives. So you can start from very small product to a big product like an airplane or, or through a life cycle assessment, a link between farming uh, practices and their impact uh, on the environment can be can be established and. Uh, Life cycle assessment is a technique that would allow also decision makers to make apple to apple comparison of impact between competing production scenarios for the same product or competing products based on their function. So you can compare products like uh, a glass with glass, but also you can compare products with the same function, like you can compare the the consumption of protein from eggs or the consumption of protein from meat, and you see what would be the life cycle. You 
to you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. So these are the kinds of, you can't compare meat with meat, uh, meat produced in Ontario versus meat imported from somewhere else. And you can also compare the protein in the meat with the protein in fish, for example. And you see what are the different environmental impacts associated with my diet. Hmm? So lifecycle assessment is a powerful tool. And nowadays it's becoming a very demanding tool to to make some important decisions, also from the governmental perspective. So now the government, the ministers are, are trying to include life cycle assessment as part of their tools to make to make big decisions. So so this particular project that um, was funded by the Ontario Sheep Farmers, tell us a little bit about the main objectives of that uh, project and uh, what was involved. Um, we know you did some survey work and you asked some questions. So can you tell us a little bit more about what your objectives were at the beginning and what you learned? Yeah, the uh, the objective of that, of our research work, of this work, are multifaceted. But the main objective for us was to create a cradle-to-gate lifecycle assessment model for sheep production. So lifecycle assessments, as the name suggests, it's a life cycle. So you have to include all the parts of the uh, of the production until you get to this product and also maybe later on how to get rid of the or to how to dispose of or how to, to, to process the waste uh, at the end of life. So we need the main objective is to create the uh, the creative to gate life cycle assessment model, and we uh, uh, and the uh, the model was developed uh, based on attribution and life cycle assessment, uh, which dynamically relates the infrastructure and farming practices associated with sheep farming to the environmental impact in the uh, categories of climate change potential cumulative energy demand, and uh, overall water demand. And also uh, was one of our main objectives was to provide the sensitivity and uncertainty analysis. Uh, This is an important part and where we feel that here we we can provide more information and we can provide more strength to the to the decision making and of course uh, we collected primary data on ontario uh, uh, specific sheep farming practices through a survey luckily we were able to collect uh, surveys from 23 farms i have the list of them here 23 farms uh, 11 small farms uh, like into 100 use and uh, uh, eight mid size and four large Farms, uh, and this is the uh, uh, this the, the the thing that we we utilized in order to uh, these are the input data that that we utilized in order to to run the model. So, so the collection of primary data was a major part, and then we have uh, to uh, after that we need to estimate the range of life cycle impact through a life cycle model using these collected data, and. Uh, and at the end, we created the uh, interactive life cycle application, which predicts the life cycle impact of sheep products based on user-defined inputs. So these are the main objectives of the, of the project. 
So we know others around the world are analyzing similar data. Is the work that you're doing part of a larger global objective? Yeah, I think we, as, as researchers, we all work collectively to, to make our globe uh, more environmentally friendly. And let me first give you uh, this global perspective of the environmental footprints of livestock uh, producers. Uh, so in the case of global warming, potential approximately 12 to 15 percent of all global greenhouse gases are released through agricultural activities and and livestock's emissions constitute about 45 percent of these emissions so we we are contributing a lot so it's not only that the industries are contributing or it's the transportation or the energy generation or hmm, fossil fuel uh, 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 utilization is uh, contributing to the global warming, but we, as ag the agricultural activities and livestock specifically, would represent forty-five percent of the contribution of the agricultural activities. So, yeah, so we uh, uh, livestock producers face the pressure to reduce their environmental footprints of their production while maintaining or increasing uh, their product production to meet the market needs. So in terms of uh, uh, yeah life cycle, life cycle has has used extensively to to benchmark the environmental performance of livestock production, and uh, research in in sheep sectors is actually uh, scarce, and the majority of the studies related to sheep production have been limited to operation in in somewhere else, but not Ontario or Canada, so like Australia and, and New Zealand. So our contribution. Would make sense in this uh, in this case, and uh, and in Ontario we we had uh, uh, a study, and you have funded a study before our study, uh, uh, and this study was was also a great study, but the and the environmental impacts that were addressed on this study were, if I remember correctly, greenhouse gas and uh, energy use, uh, water consumption, and uh, and land use. Uh, however, the study was based on generic information and generic data. So, uh, and uh, and and using secondary data in order to to conduct an LCA. Uh, and so unfortunately, based on these kinds of studies, and most of the studies in LCA uh, nowadays are based on generic data and secondary data. And uh, it's impossible, or it's difficult, if it's not impossible, to to make some some strong and confident decision making based on these studies. And uh, with this, we are and we try to fill the gap. And this is the reason why we we stepped in and uh, we conducted this uh, this study in order to 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 fill the gap. Uh, and filling the gap not only by using our uh, our data and uh, our primary data and collected data, but also by conducting uh, uh, couple of studies like uh, sensitivity analysis and uncertainty analysis, and also exploring the effect of multifunctionality and allocation of impacts. These kinds of uh, wordings are, are maybe hard to understand, but this is something that we need in order to have a comprehensive life cycle assessment. And also the true life cycle assessment can be can be very complicated if, depending on the system boundary, the, the system boundary, when I say system boundary, it's what are the unit processes that are 
included in the in the study. So life cycle assessment is from cradle, as I mentioned, from cradle to grave, can be conducted from cradle to gate or from gate to to. So depending on how long the uh, the uh, or how big the system boundary, would make the life cycle assessment easy or or hard uh, to. To conduct, so we have a very intricate uh, uh, and very detailed system boundary. We included all kind of processes that you might think, and you will see in in our, in our sheep farming. Um, and uh, we also had a model. In order to run the model, we need to specify according to ISO fourteen thousand again, ISO fourteen thousand forty and forty four. We have to have uh, the functional unit uh, defined. So we defined the functional unit and uh, we followed the most of the literature for functional units uh, uh, approach uh, and also a file, which is the uh, Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. So they also suggested that, that the functional unit is the kilogram of life weight of sheep, of hmm? So we we have to define the system boundary. The uh, the functional unit is as defined, and then we we uh, we run the model. So there are a lot of softwares, and these softwares are using almost like the same algorithm. Uh, we at the University of Guelph we use a very powerful software, but in this particular project we we develop our own programming using our our uh, yeah our. Uh, uh, IT staff and uh, people from the uh, from the recruiting department to reconsider that. So uh, uh, the the results of the model. I have some some data from the result of the model here. For example, we found out that uh, uh, for global warming, uh, the sheep farming uh, 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 is impacting the global warming by. 13.2 kilogram of CO2 equivalent per kilogram of life weight. So this is a, the 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 uh, collective impact of uh, of sheep farming. But in this model, because as I mentioned, so the system boundary is very detailed that we have uh, uh, to run the model. So we know that it's not only 13.2 percent of kilogram of CO2 equivalent per kilogram of light weight, but also we broke down the these impacts into what is the contribution of feed production or manure or operation and the um, and even in the under operation, what is the percentage contribution of, of for example, fertilization or fertilizer application or bedding straw or electricity in global warming in a in a sheep in a sheep farm. For example, let me just give you a quick example. Global warming collectively, it's 13.2 kilogram of CO2 equivalent per kilogram of light weight. However, 39% is coming from uh, enteric emissions. So this is the enteric emission from the from the from the sheep. 30% uh, is coming from feed production. Feed production like uh, silage, hay, corn, barley, oat, wheat, and soybean. These are the uh, the feed production. Not only that. But within this 29%, we know that 31% of 29% is coming from corn. And we know that 30% of this 29% is coming from, from hay. So we know exactly 
through the life cycle assessment study, we know where are the hotspots. How can we improve the production so that we have less environmental footprint based on the life cycle assessment? So it's not the a collective quantification of global warming, but also you have the breakdown of each single unit process in the sheep farming is uh, is uh, uh, the their impact uh, are quantified, and uh, and also we talk about energy demand. Energy demand is uh, uh, so we found out that. And by the way, uh, thirteen point two uh, kilogram of the CO two equivalent per kilogram of life weight is within the range of global. Uh, mm. uh, so it is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, between five to twenty five kilogram of CO2 equivalent per kilogram of flight, flight weight is the uh, global warming impact of sheep farming globally. And we are about in the middle, so like 13.2. In the previous study, in, one, in the previous study that also conducted and uh, funded by, by your organization, so they found out that it is 10.6 kilograms CO2 per kilogram life weight. But this is based on some generic data. So it's, it was not the data that have been collected for Ontario. Now, after the collection of data, we know that it's a little bit higher. We are still in the range, but it's a little bit higher. But we know from this study, from the study that we conducted at the University of Guelph, uh, uh, we know that that these 13.2 kilogram uh, are, are not only uh, sheep farming like, like a black, box, but we know exactly uh, where are the, the highest contributions of, of global warming. For energy demand, we also found out that 50% is coming from feed production and 50% from operation. And also for water depletion, we know that for each kilogram of life weight, we are, uh, uh, the water depletion is uh, 150 liters. So for each kilogram of life weight, so we, we are uh, uh, utilizing 150 liter of of fresh water, fifty uh, percent is going or fifty two percent is going for feed production and forty eight percent is going for operation. Also, a breakdown of what where are the contributions of water demand from different operations like like barn sheds and water intake, electricity, natural gas, etc. So if 50% is from feed and 50% is from uh, more of the management side of the sheep uh, farm, um, are there specific management practices that really make an impact? Now, I'm thinking about uh, producers who, um, you know, would graze a, a certain portion of the year versus more intensively managed operations. Are, did you get... Uh, did you get data on both systems or on different management systems that would um, be able to provide a comparison? Uh, well, the data that we have uh, here is related to a case study that we uh, we use in order to to quantify the environmental impact. Water demand, for example, when we talk about feed production, uh, feed production represents 50% or 52% of the of the water depletion and feed production is uh, the hotspots of of water depletion in the category feed production 
is going to uh, uh, to corn. So the corn is taking sixty percent of the of this category, sixty percent of the water. So for us, it's an it's a it's a wake up alarm. Sixty percent is going to corn. Is there something that can be done in order to reduce the sixty percent or not? So these are the hotspots, and the hotspots we will leave. Uh, or also, we can also contribute on, and and the suggestion of some alternatives and options, but we also would like to to investigate this with the with the stakeholders. How can we? Hmm? reduce this impact and uh, the, the work is about hotspot. And this is the benefit of life cycle assessment. It's not only just to gauge and give quantification of the impact, but also to, to make a clear picture of where are the hotspots and where can uh, or what can be done in order to, to reduce the environmental impact in this particular unit process. So how does Ontario fit when it comes to other life cycle analysis of sheep farms and other livestock farms around the world? Well, again, uh, so we had one of the uh, one of the uh, uh, objectives of our work is to conduct uh, a literature review. So we wanted to to make sure that we are also within the within the range of global impact. And uh, so globally, globally, for example, we we talk about uh, a life cycle assessment conducted so that the range for global warming is between five and twenty-five kilogram kilogram of CO two equivalent per kilogram of life weight, and as I mentioned, so it is between five and twenty-five kilogram. Of course, these values are mainly most of the life cycle assessment studies were based on some generic data and very very few data were based on some real data and uh, and primary data from this perspective i believe we were able to achieve some results that are within this global range but are more reliable because we conducted the life cycle assessment based on the primary data and with the inclusion of the uncertainty analysis and the sensitivity analysis. So what are the next steps with this work? Is there a way that uh, farmers can enter their own data into um, into a calculator and be able to compare their practices with others in Ontario or around the world? Sure. Sure, this is exactly what what is what is meant by this project. So, the uh, previously uh, the data, uh, some of the drawbacks from the previous studies that uh, you will see a lot of life cycle assessment studies, and uh, you can see their methodology, but you are not able to access the model. Uh, so the methodology is clear, so you can. Hmm? But but the model is not accessible to the to the stakeholders. Now in this in this project that we we have conducted, the methodology is very clear, and you have an access also to the to the model. So you it's an interactive life cycle assessment model, so farmers can have an access to to the model and uh, yeah just 
to uh, to make sure how where they are fit into the to this global picture. Well, thank you, Basim, for taking the time today to share your research and findings. It was um, very interesting. For more information about this research, visit ontariosheep.org. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Join us next Wednesday for our marketing-themed interview with Romy Schill of Revolution Wool Company, who will talk to us about all things wool and marketing. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe through your podcast app to receive alerts to our future episodes, and please share our podcast with your friends and family. For more Ontario Sheep Farmers content, follow us on social media at Ontario Sheep Farmers on Instagram and Facebook and at Ontario Sheep on X, formerly Twitter, and visit our website at ontariosheep.org.